Welcome to the Weight Loss for South Asian Women Professionals podcast. I'm your host, certified life and weight loss coach and physician, Dr. Amruti Chowdhury, MBBS. I lost over 92 pounds using the mind management tools I teach. In this podcast, you will learn how to lose weight for the last time by taking control of your mind. Once you deal with the mental weight, the physical weight will be much easier to release. If you're ready for a fresh new perspective on weight loss, you're in the right place. Hello friends, welcome to episode four of the podcast. I hope you've had a lovely week and I hope you have enjoyed the last few episodes and you are ready to learn about the importance of planning today. So um, just to let you know that it is pouring down with rain where I am here. So if you hear the rain in this podcast, I apologize. It has calmed down a bit right now, but it may start up again. So if you hear the rain, apologies in advance. So talking about planning. So planning has completely and utterly changed my life. I never used to be a planner. I used to be someone who used to really love being spontaneous and being in the moment and not planning anything. And I was always running late. I was always eating whatever I wanted. I was always kind of resisting planning. So for me to now become a planner, it's very shocking to a lot of my relatives. (laughs) My kind of mum looks at me and says, really, are you planning that? My sister-in-law often says to me, you're asking me quite early about the children's Diwali presents. Um, This is like, that's two months away. Are you like, this is new for me. I don't quite, I'm not quite used to this. So yeah, planning is one of those things that didn't come naturally to me. So if you're one of those people, don't worry. So to actually understand planning and how it relates to weight loss, let's talk about the two parts of the brain. So the two parts of the brain that I'm going to talk about that I briefly mentioned on the last podcast are the primitive brain and the prefrontal cortex. So we can talk about this in a lot of depth, but what I've tried to do is I've tried to simplify the brain anatomy into these two concepts of the primitive brain and the prefrontal cortex. And I'm just going to explain what they are. So the primitive brain is the part of the brain that is the most primitive, the most animal part of our brain. Now, the aim of our primitive brain is to ensure our survival. So it always wants us to do one of three things. It wants us to seek pleasure, avoid pain, or stay as we are. And what I like to think about is the primitive brain is like our own very little tantruming toddler. The primitive brain always has very high emotion. It's always coming from a place of this is very important and so it thinks that to actually ensure the survival of us we need to seek pleasure avoid pain or stay as we are so if you compare this to now the prefrontal cortex this is the human part of our brain this is the more evolved part of our brain and so To kind of get to our goal of losing weight, our primitive brain, if we acted in the moment, it it would always kind of try and do one of the three things, seek pleasure, avoid pain, and stay how we are. But if we used our prefrontal cortex, which is that human part of our brain, this this is the part of our brain that can think of the greater goal of weight loss, 
then we are able to use the most wise part of our brain. It is the part of our brain that's able to think about our thinking. So as humans, we have the gift of being able to be observers of our own thinking. So that's where we are using our prefrontal cortex. And I like to think of our prefrontal cortex as the calm, supervising parent of our tantruming toddler. So the prefrontal cortex is the part of our brain that supervises our primitive brain. So as I said, when we're acting in the moment, then, for example, say you had planned to have a salad for lunch and then you go to work and someone's brought in cake because it's their birthday. So if you hadn't planned, then you are more likely to use your primitive brain because your primitive brain always likes to be efficient and to take the path of least resistance. So in that moment, you would always choose the cake over the salad because it's wired to do those three things. Seek pleasure, avoid pain and stay how you are. So because of that, in order to actually stick to a food plan or a food protocol, you'd need to learn how to use your prefrontal cortex. And this is where planning comes in. So planning allows you to kind of make decisions from that prefrontal cortex. So remember, when you're planning, you are thinking about your greater goal. You are thinking about the weight loss that you want to achieve. You are thinking about why you want to do that and how you're going to do that. And when you are planning, the aim is to kind of plan from a place of love and compassion. Now, this shows up with me when I'm kind of planning my time. I used to over plan. So for example, I would, instead of kind of saying the podcast would take an hour to record, I would leave half an hour for it and then half an hour for editing it. And actually, it takes much longer than that because to actually plan the podcast and then to to record it and then to edit it, it takes kind of up to three hours to do each podcast. And if I wasn't kind of looking at that, then what I would do is I would over plan and I would then have other things planned straight after the podcast stuff. And then I would not achieve what I had planned. And then I'd feel disappointed. And it's because I wasn't planning with love and compassion for myself. I wasn't being realistic with my plan. And I was, I was kind of coming from a place of, you have to do this. So the same thing applies to planning your food. So when you are planning with love, you are anticipating what your day day is going to be like tomorrow. So if you know that you're going to have a very busy day and you've got meetings at lunchtime and normally the canteen closes at two and your meeting is finishing at two, then what you can do is when you're planning with love, then you are thinking, okay, well, I'm anticipating that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to plan to take my food in with me and I'm going to write it down on my food plan and then I'm going to eat that straight after my meeting. So when you are doing that, then you are basically setting yourself up for success. You're planning with that love and compassion and you're not leaving yourself in the lurch in the sense that you're not saying, oh, well, I'll just have to sort something out and then getting some sort of fast food that's not on your plan after the meeting because you hadn't planned to take your food in, right? So in order to kind of journal or kind of basically use your prefrontal cortex to write down everything that you're eating, 
this is how you do it. So you plan everything that you're going to eat 24 hours in advance. So when you're writing down what you want to eat, you don't need to worry about kind of being very specific about it. You don't need to worry about points. You don't need to worry about counting calories. You don't need to worry about how, how like measuring the, the food or anything like that. All you want to do is make a note of exactly what you're eating. So for example, it may be for breakfast, I'm going to have some porridge oats with blueberries. For lunch, I'm going to have an avocado salad with halloumi, cucumber, tomatoes and some sour cream. And for dinner, I'm going to have some dal, some rice, some salad and some Greek yogurt. And when you have written that, then that is, you don't have to write, I'm going to have half an avocado or one avocado or I'm going to measure out how much rice I'm going to eat and things like that especially when you're getting started, because the whole point of doing it is so that you are getting into the habit of planning, you're developing that habit of planning so that you can clearly see what you're eating and so that you can then go back and evaluate, like, is this actually working? What's not working? What would I try and do differently next time, right? So the whole point of it is it can be really quick and fun. Now, later on, when you get towards your goal, you may need to kind of look into quantities of how much you're eating and really tune into, you know, do we actually need this much of everything? So it's not that this may not come up later on in the journey, but at the beginning, especially, you don't need to worry about that. All you want to do is start getting into the habit of writing down exactly what you're, what you're um, planning to eat. So what you do is you write down every single thing that you're going to eat. So you plan your food 24 hours in advance using your prefrontal cortex. And then when you're actually assessing, did you eat everything on your protocol? You also jot down every single bit of food that you ate. So that would include when you were trying the food, when you were cooking, when you ate the children's leftovers, when you finish the leftover food, even though you were full. So our brains will want to kind of forget these things and not write this on our, on our food plan, on our food protocol. Because the whole point of our brain is it doesn't want us to fail. It wants to ensure our survival. And it thinks that actually when we are failing that this is threatening our survival. So it may not even remember some of these things and it won't want you to put it on on your protocol but when you're doing that you're subconsciously kind of fooling yourself or lying to yourself and when you're doing that you're you're basically failing ahead of time anyway as you're probably not losing the weight that you'd want to lose and also you won't have the data to look back at and see you know is this working for me or do I need to make any changes and so the main reason that you want to make decisions ahead of time and to plan your food is to build up that relationship with yourself, that you do what you say you're going to do, that you're important, that you are going to put yourself first in this aspect. And when you go against that, you're telling yourself that you're not important. So that brings up the thoughts of kind of like self-judgment for not sticking to the protocol, the thoughts of not not. Um, being able to do this, the thoughts of failing, 
the feelings of being annoyed at yourself, the thoughts of self-loathing. And ironically, all of those things will make you want to overeat again. And they may have been the reasons why you were overeating in the first place as well. So I want you to commit to documenting every single bit of food and drink that you are going to eat 24 hours in advance. And then actually writing down every single bit of food and drink that you had. Now, you don't need to document water or black tea, black coffee, sparkling water, green tea, red bush tea, anything like that. You don't need to document that, especially if they're all unflavored. If they are uh, flavored, then you would need to write that in because that can still cause an insulin spike. So you plan exactly what you're going to eat 24 hours in advance and you eat only that. Now, the next day when you've planned it, all the really important reasons will come up why you shouldn't follow this. So this is your primitive brain trying to get you to do one of those three things again, seeking pleasure, avoiding pain or staying as you are. And it's easier in that moment to just give in because that's probably what you've always done. But when you're doing that, you're having to make more decisions. And in that moment, actually, it's easier to just stick to the plan because those decisions have already been made. So when you go off plan, you have to make so many of those food decisions again. And if you made it in the moment, then the primitive brain will always want you to seek pleasure, avoid pain and stay as you are. So some food decisions that may come up when you are kind of um, thinking about eating off your plan. What should I eat? Where should I eat? Should I eat out or should I eat at home? What can I make that we can all eat as a family? Should I just eat now while the baby's sleeping? What do I have in the fridge that I need to use up? Etc, etc, etc. So there'll be so many more things that will, so many more kind of food decisions or food thought that will come up. And the aim of the planning is to decrease that constant food chatter in our brains and allow the brain to actually get some freedom from that. So if you're kind of wanting to get some of that freedom from that uh, brain chatter, then I would really recommend planning your food. Now, you will have planned your food and then you will get all of these thoughts that will come up about planning. Some of the thoughts may be, this is too restrictive. So you may be thinking, I like the freedom of eating what I like. So many of my clients think this. So what we coach on is that the freedom actually comes from not allowing the food thoughts to constantly be there and taking up that brain space so that you can do your job properly or tend to the kids or kind of just show up as the person you want to show up as. And you may not even realize that this is an issue because you may have been doing this for so long but you'll realize how much brain space you'll save when you actually plan. So you can still eat what you want, but you just plan it and you're able to then act from the prefrontal cortex and be that supervising parent to your tantruming toddler, the primitive brain. Another thought that may come up, planning is boring. So actually you want the food to be boring as you want to learn how to eat to fuel your body rather than using food as entertainment for yourself. Another thought, I'm in a rush, so I can't stick to my plan. So, you know, when you're in a rush, it's actually easier to stick to your plan than have to make so many of those more decisions in the moment. Some of the thoughts that we, and the decisions that we talked about earlier.
Another one. The kids are annoying me. I need to eat something I enjoy. In the moment, it will feel good. But afterwards, it will probably not help and lead to kind of the net negative of feeling bad or guilty, gaining weight, feeling annoyed at yourself and being more likely to eat off plan again. Only a very small amount of things are actually an emergency. And normally, you can actually plan for these things. And you can plan for these with love. You could maybe pack the food that you wanted to eat. You could maybe look at the menu of the restaurant that you're going to and choose what you'll have. And if they don't have this, then you'll eat this instead. And if they don't have this, then you'll eat this instead. So basically, what you can do is make a list of all the places um, that you eat and decide what you're going to eat so that you have basically made things easy for yourself and you're planning it all out in advance. So even if the original plan doesn't work, you've already got a plans A, B, C and D, right? So this will help you stick to it. So for example, say you are going to um, take food from home and actually the food, uh, the salad that you've got has gone soggy and has, has gone bad. So then your plan B may be to get a salad from the, the canteen. Say the canteen's closed, then your plan C may be to go to um, maybe M&S and get a specific salad that you had planned out. And if that doesn't work, then you would go to WH Smith's to get a specific thing that you had on your on, on your plan. So basically, you've got a plan A, B, C and D. And then that will actually help you stick to it in case kind of all of these things don't work out. So remember, the actual kind of main reason for planning is to build up that relationship with yourself, that you are important. So today I was coaching a client and she is doing amazingly, by the way. She's a postmenopausal Indian lady who has tried every diet under the sun. And she tried coaching because she was basically at her wit's end and was losing hope in ever kind of losing any weight. And she's been coaching with me for 12 weeks and she has lost nine kilograms in 12 weeks. What? Yeah, she is doing amazingly. She is all in. And today we were talking about what she's learned. And one of the most impactful things that, that stuck out from the conversation was that she said, you have taught me to prioritize myself because now I do believe that I'm important. And it actually blew my mind. I know like how impactful coaching is, but when a client says that to you on a call, it kind of really helped me remember why I'm doing this. Like even when it's so hard, even when I'm tired, I'm showing up for these amazing ladies whose lives are changing because of this work that I'm doing. Not only their lives, but the lives of everyone around them, their family, their partners, their children. And this is not just for the time that we're working together, but for the rest of their lives. They know that they have the tools to manage their minds so that they can, you know, achieve any goal that they want. And they never, ever have to worry about their food or their weight ever again because they've just got that completely sorted. And so this kind of really helped remind me of the, the power, the kind of the powerful effect of coaching. That actually the whole point of sticking to your plan is to build up that relationship with yourself that you are important. She has been showing that 
when she is planning, she is building up that relationship with herself. When she is sticking to her plan, she's building up that relationship with herself. And now she actually believes that she is important. And that was so fun to hear as her coach. So I hope you found this useful. If you have found this episode or any of the other episodes useful, then please, please, please leave a review on the pos- on the podcast app that you're listening to this on. And please recommend this podcast to anyone that you may know who would benefit from any of the mind management tools that I talk about and anyone who has been struggling to lose weight and who can start losing weight right now by managing their minds. Okay, everyone, I'll see you next week. Take care, have a lovely week and I'll see you next week. Bye. For more free resources and for information on how to work with me, visit www.amruticoaching.com.